Oh, fuck, their accents make it so good. Still fucking with these levels. Okay, how we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Have we not been recording this whole time? No. You bitch. I didn't want to secondhand record your fucking liver puddling podcast. <laughs> Times you think, by the way, if you it, the Mersey flow is the new Runcorn Bridge, <laughs> stop that. <laughs> mm. Um, all right, uh, all right, great. Let's get started. Let's get started. Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. Ah, I'm Andrew. Welcome back. Doing? Welcome back. Here we are again. Back on deck for another week. And how are you, listener? So rude of me not to ask. We never ask. It's been a, it's been it's been uh, 120 <laughs> episodes and we've never asked. <laughs> I just get the yeah, it's been oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> I am time. Uh, I, so I work with like every, every single person I work with is like over the age of forty, <laughs> yeah. and like so and I get these <laughs> good shit. I get these instant messenger things from work, and people always go like, "Hi, Oscar." Like, Hi. And go, <laughs> How are you? They wait for the I'm reply. I'm like, fine, fine, thanks. How are you? And it drives me fucking nuts. Great. Just like, no, just ask me what you want to ask Cut me. To be the like, chase John. Yeah, be like. Hey Oscar, I need this document. Have you got it? Yeah. Th- that would be in but the it's one just, message. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And so like, so this time they're like the comedic <laughs> timing of the requests. You know what I mean? So I've turned to like a, when someone messages me being like, "Hi," I'll be like, "Hi Andrew, what's up?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello, what do you want from yeah. me? <laughs> and this person messages me back. Uh, so like, Hi Oscar. Hi Andrew. This, this is me talking. The high, the higher voice. <laughs> okay. The higher voice is you. Yeah. You're doing a voice for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your normal voice, in, that's, in this situation, that's me. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> well, i got to commit to it now. All right, so. <laughs> you are going to get confused. <laughs> Hi, Oscar. That's, Hi, Andrew. And once again, that's me. That's you. What's up? Okay. <laughs> and then you're like... Uh, yeah, I'm following. <laughs> I'm confused. This is low. <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, haha, I'm fine. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> Pull the pin. Pull the pin. Just go through the conversation normally. Don't worry about the voices. Hi, Oscar. Yep. How are you? Yep. Hi, John. I'm good, thanks. What's up? Okay. And they replied with, I'm good too. <laughs> that was and then it. nothing. That was it. And then they didn't tell you what they And then heard. I said, great. Good to hear it. <laughs> what do you want? Get out of my computer yeah, screen. I've, I've, definitely, uh, I've definitely been known to drop a, what can I do for you after a couple yeah. of minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Love a good, what can I do for you? Yeah. Makes me feel like uh, I'm a fucking shop owner in the 1820s. Yeah. What can I do for? What can I do you for? Um, I don't know what voice that was. All right. Now we're warm. Brother, yes. I'm smoking. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a little too hot in here. <laughs> it is a bit. Is there a heater <laughs> running in here? There is. This is, yeah. Where Yes. There are um, under tile. There's underfloor tile heating. Damn. Are you, are you not into it? Surely it's under tile floor heating. Sure. Yep. 
You could hear me butcher that sentence so hard in the middle of it that I forgot what I was trying to say. No, it's nice. So. It's like a nice radiant heat. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Famously. Listeners have got no idea what we're talking Just about. Just imagine like, a warm room. <laughs> and that's a little bit like what we're experiencing. <laughs> Turn it up two degrees. That's what we're experiencing. All right. Sorry. No, I know that no, this has been funny, but we've been having fun. Yeah. Uh, this right. week. We- that is what's most important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, we listen to this more than you listen to this. <laughs> if you count the number of times we have to edit through this room for fucking yeah, editing true. and shit, true. Uh, we listen to it more. We listen to it more. This week, uh, the official movie of the podcast, the movie that we are going to be devoting our official movie beefness business chat to, is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, directed by Tom Gormican. Nice. A movie that we both happened to have watched. Written by Tom Gormican. All right, no one cares about And this. Kevin Etten. No one cares about those writers. <laughs> Get out of here with them writers. Cinematography <laughs> by... No. Yeah, who did the catering? Fuck Nigel you. Block. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As you were. All right. Um, another movie that we are going to talk about that we have both watched, but is not an official beefness business movie for the program today, mm-hmm. is The Daniels's. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, yes. A wonderful... So, once again, listeners, that's that. one of these movies is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, mm. and the other movie is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. And if you've never heard of either of these, good fucking luck keeping track of which one's which. <laughs> I've confused it myself <laughs> several times. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, in the meantime, we've got some, uh, some news, some special features, some other things to catch you up on. Hi. Uh, so uh, let's let's get stuck into that. Do you want to do some news first? Yeah, let's do Just it. Just like we do every single week. Let's do it. Beef bullet. Oh yeah. Good news. Uh, we've got another movie that we can talk about. <laughs> you better have some fucking good news, brother. <laughs> but we've got another movie that we can talk about for the next sixteen years yep, before it comes out. What are we? Avatar Two has a official title. The title, like a subtitle, because the title I would imagine is Avatar Two. Brother, I'm about to rock your world. Okay, the title ain't Avatar Two. The title's just Avatar. You're supposed to keep track of this shit yourself. Damn. So is that that's yeah? Because otherwise, I mean, you're walking into like spin-off territory or maybe yeah. even reboot territory. There, I mean, if they ain't putting a number in this, brother, this is Avatar One again. Is there They're doing a, Avatar One? Is there like, some sort of pun on the word <laughs> Two in the name? Avatar. <laughs> Two Avatar. <laughs> they're taping over Avatar One with this one. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> that like rules. they're doing like the Lucas thing where he's just yeah. gonna change shit and you can't get the old one. That's People so good. Hate it. Uh, it's called Avatar. <laughs> it's not called Avatar Two specifically. It's called yeah. Avatar Two Avatar. <laughs> that's. I said that twice now. It's really growing on me. <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water is the name of the movie. The Way of Water. The Way of Water. Okay. Uh, it's a sci-fi adventure series. Yep. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Comes out uh, in December this year. December. Yeah. Ambitious. What do you think about James Cameron's uh, effort to be rebranded as Jim Cameron? Don't love it. Yeah. yeah too close to Jim Carrey. Maybe That's why start, you don't love it. Maybe we can start calling Jim Carrey James Carrey. What do we think about that? If we call him Jim Cameron, <laughs> oh, yeah, then Jim we have to do it. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you're right. It's too confusing. I don't like it. Uh, yep. Uh, I'll watch this movie. 
But, you know, I couldn't, about Kim Jamron? couldn't give a fuck. Uh, he said he's hard at work putting... Is <laughs> that just processed? It's good stuff. <laughs> that took so long. I just assumed you said stupid <laughs> shit. I was right. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> he's hard at work putting the final touches on the film, pushing the limits even farther with high frame rate, a higher resolution 3D. That's right, brother. He's doing he's it in 3D. Still on, that, on that 3D. And <laughs> I was going to say three dussy, but then I backed out. <laughs> <laughs> that three day shit. Can you do thrussy? Is that all right? <laughs> no, that would be. That's that. Then you're losing the dimensionality. <laughs> that's just. That's just. That's just the pussy of three. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> pussy of three is the sequel to the life of Pi. Fuck yeah! I went on a quest <laughs> to find the pussy of three. It took me years. <laughs> Um, oh, I hope he doesn't do that high frame rate shit. I hate that. He is. It says here. Yeah, high I know, frame rate, I know high resolution I 3D. Hope he, he's like doing it in only in IMAX or some shit. Mm. And I can go and watch a normal person's version of the movie for normal people without having to wear some sort of <laughs> apparatus on my head mm. to see this film. Talk about a mask. Do you want to hear the logline of the movie? Yeah, I would love to hear the logline of the movie. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family. Is it, is formed Jake on the Sully. <laughs> Jake Sully. I think to this day I've only ever seen Avatar in German. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Sully. <laughs> Jake Sully, ich sehe dich. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Great. Lives with his newfound family. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family <laughs> formed on the planet of Pandora. Formed. No- Wow. Once Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Neytiri and the army of Na'vi to protect their planet. So that's just the first movie. That's the same story. Yeah. Same story, but wet. Familiar threat returns. So like, yeah, that's right. They're back with the unobtainium. He's had nine years and he's still looking for unobtainium. Extremely good shit. Mm. Mm. Well, yep. I'll say it. I know one thing. This family is our fortress. What do you think of that? That's weird. Is that a quote? Yeah. A quote from Jim Cameron himself. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. Oh, fuck. No, fuck, fuck, fuck. Bail. <laughs> bail, 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 bail. Avatar 2 is coming out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another one that you were talking about that I think looks kind of cool. I watched the trailer like with the, my, my phone cupped to my ear while I was waiting for you to arrive for dinner just today. I went uh, to the wrong suburb. Yep. Because we talked about a place. Yep. And then I said, we oh, we could go to this and place. And you went somewhere else. Yep. And then we went, oh, we could go to this place. And you went, actually, yeah, that place sounds great. And I went, yep. excellent. Cool. And then See I you at the original immediately place. Immediately forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. This looks. <laughs> this trailer. This is. Just look up the trailer for this. Chip and Dale Rescue Adventures. It rescue looks, Rangers. Sorry, Rescue Rangers. It looks cool. I mean, I assume that it's. It, I assume it might suck. But uh, it looks cool. They're clearly. I, going I did watch a bit of the trailer actually. I, I I don't. I can't tell. It doesn't immediately look like it sucks. I didn't pick up on like super cringy writing in the trailer. Well, yeah. So already which is the a, weirdest part. Yeah. Already there's a bit of a Disney thing because they own everything, and mm. so like the trailer has like uh, all of these other cartoon. <laughs> it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It has like fl- it's it's like uh, Roger Who Framed Roger Rabbit or like fucking Space Jam. What's the what's the one with the the virtual reality Tron? No, idiot. <laughs> like the the kid. I really thought you meant Tron. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual, the virtual reality. reality. It's it's like uh, it's it's 
it, it's like there's a competition with like a prize money in this like virtual reality <laughs> world. You think it a Tron? And <laughs> they've got like no, like Master Chief is in it, and all these other things are in it. <laughs> what? Oh, Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, he said fucking Tron. You moron. <laughs> I don't think that's Disney. I thought you were. going I know it's not Disney. <laughs> but it has lots of Disney different stuff. IPs in it. Right, Wreck It Ralph. There you go. Yeah, oh, Wreck It Ralph. That'll yeah, it's it's doing that. <laughs> People got the idea after we said the first. Yeah, one. they're like, "Shut up, shut yeah, up, shut up, up, shut up, shut up." This is uh, John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg who who yeah. go way back to SNL. So I hope this is like lots of dumb riffing and bullshit. And this is like animators. John Mulaney's first thing since uh, getting out of the rehab. So oh, he's been touring and stuff. Has he? Oh, okay, yeah, good, so, good yeah. for him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very weird because one of the so it's explicitly acknowledged in the trailer. One of the chipmunks. So famously, they were two D animated. <laughs> And one of them has had surgery. That's right, surgery C- C- to C- become three D animated. CGI cosmetic surgery. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined the generation and turned two unknown chipmunks into international superstars. Sometimes but as success took Chippendale to new heights, to many more seasons of the Rescue Rangers, we were living the dream, dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> No one ever imagined it could all come crashing down. Torn by vanity. You look different. Hey, it's no secret I had the CGI surgery done. So Andy Samberg's one is kind of dressed like Magnum P.I. with a Hawaiian shirt and like he's Donald Duck in it. Uh, Yeah. And then the other guy is kind of dressed like uh, Indiana Jones. So one of them is 3D CGI animated, and the other one's like 2D flat drawn classic animated. And and they sort of have conversations about this, and there are tensions in the in the cartoon world about having this surgery. Yeah. And stuff, it kind of so. looks fun. I'll probably yeah, watch I'll, it. I'll watch it. It's I think a, it's interesting. The, the trailer's got like the live action Pumba from The Lion King, mm. and it's got like a fat forty year old Peter Pan that's <laughs> crammed himself into the Peter Pan outfit. Who's it, who's cast is that? Oh, I, d- I don't know. I, I couldn't hear. Fucking it. James Corden. L- looks. Oh fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I hope it's not. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it looked um, interesting. One of the wildest trailers I've seen in a very long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't care too much about this other than to say that uh, Margot Rob- a still of Margot Robbie in the Barbie movie has been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a nice old catalog or something. Auga! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were going to say, right? <laughs> That was a crook joke. Not sure about that one. Joke's crook. Bad look, sweetie. Maybe rethink this one. No, stop. Get my soft lips on that firm plastic. Warning. Vital signs critical. I tried to warn you, but you had to push it, didn't you? Doll? Doll. Okay. <laughs> On that firm plastic doll. Don't refer to me as doll. Any body part sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. 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 You locked yourself in a sun oh, yeah. awful as soon as you said whatever you said. Soft lips get or something. Get my shit. soft lips yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever start a sentence with get my soft lips, okay? <laughs> get my Let me give you that life advice. <laughs> get my soft lips out of your hands. See what if I'm defending get myself. Get my soft lips and get on out of here, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> Take these soft lips and get out. <laughs> That's a police song. <laughs> Is it? No. What? <laughs> oh, like, what was the joke I was making? Yes! Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't exist. Fucking idiot. 
The headline that I saw it along with is that in the new Barbie movie, they haven't managed <sighs> to secure the rights to Aqua's Barbie Girl. Oh, yeah, I, I heard this. I don't know if haven't managed is accurate here because I feel like... So, this was... Um, who was originally attached to play Barbie? Amy Schumer, right? In an early version of this, Amy Schumer was going to play Barbie. Right. And I think that indicates perfectly what a fucking 180 this film has done. Yeah. From like one of the worst things imaginable. Oh, fuck. To Greta Gerwig's Greta, directed Greta Gerwig directing it fuck? with Margot Robbie starring in it and a lot of like Margot Robbie lookalikes uh, being cast and other very talented actors. Are as they? Well. That's sick. Yeah, I think it's going to be fucking cool. And so, oh yeah, the Emma Mackey uh, is the, the right. British one that everyone thinks that everyone gets like confused. Yeah, and so, I think that actually with Ryan Gosling as Ken. That's right. Ryan no, Gosling I'm into this. this I, be yeah, sick. I'm really into it. So I think it's going to be good. And I reckon if it, here's my thing: if it was a, the fucking Amy Schumer version, it would have had the right star Aqua. You know what I mean? It would have just been like Fuck nostalgia it. hit, nostalgia hit, yeah. nostalgia hit, bridesmaid style comedy. Um, but I think it's going to be something a little more special than that because of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. So I'm fucking into it. This article here says that like when the song came out, the uh, the record label had a. <laughs> it just occurred to me how funny it is that they can't get the rights for the song when the song is entirely based on their oh. IP. <laughs> so I said, I think I said they can't get the rights. The song won't be in there. So maybe oh, it's okay. the other way yeah, around. Yeah, maybe yeah, they don't yeah. want it. Apparently, here Mattel uh, filed a lawsuit against the record label for trademark infringement. Mm. Uh, fearing that the suggest fearing that the suggestive lyrics could harm Barbie's image, <laughs> uh, the company in their lawsuit claimed that the song featured, oh fuck, uh, that the claim claimed that the song featured a promiscuous Barbie doll singing in a flirtatious tone, <laughs> alongside a licentious Ken doll responding, <laughs> "Kiss me here, touch me there." Being a lawyer must actually be hell. <laughs> Mattel's statements were labeled as non-actionable hyperbole, (laughs) claiming that Barbie (laughs) doll, the Barbie doll, was clearly a parody, poking fun at her and the plastic values she represents. (laughs) Hell yeah, that rules. That's great. So fucking funny that a Barbie movie directed by Greta Gerwig and co-written by Noah Baumbach will be a real thing. Uh, yeah, I think that it's we crazy. get to see in July 2023. Right. Okay. So a little while yet. Yeah. It's probably all I got, brother. Do you, should I should I try and ferret around the back of the couch no, for a no, couple no. more headlines? I reckon we're good. Let's no. just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Let's yeah. Let's keep keep it tight. Just, what do you reckon? Just like Margot Robbie. Oh. <laughs> crook. That's a crook alarm. <laughs> <laughs> leave that alarm. Hold on. Leave that alarm ringing because Ana de Armas has okay, got a new, yep. is going to be in a new uh, John Wick spin-off movie called Ballerina. She's going to star in it, which would be fucking <laughs> sick. I think she okay. was great in the little snippet of the Bond movie she had. Uh Oh yeah, yes, yes. Of no, of no time to die, uh, and she's going to be in this new uh, John Wick three ballerina uh, mm. movie. There was also action segments, mild action segments in Knives Out. So I think she's she's earned her earned her chops. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and also uh, also keeps it tight, like we were saying. <laughs> I really want to see that movie. I think it's Deep Water on Amazon Prime with her and Ben Affleck because I'm pretty sure they like separated 
during it or right after it or something because they were together and then they're not together anymore and that came oh, out like I last just assumed year. that they met or like on this that year. movie or something. Well, maybe, but I still want to know. I, I really want to watch, like, I, apparently it's not a great movie, but I really want to see their on-screen chemistry and then learn, like, when the filming period was compared <laughs> to their separation and just be like, what's going on here? Is it... Is Ben Affleck the one that had to throw out a life-size cardboard cutout of himself and there's a photo of him? Is that is that him? Uh, I think his. I think Casey Affleck was throwing out a life-size photo of Ben Affleck's ex-partner. Is it Anna de Armas? Is it someone throwing out a life-size cutout of Anna de Armas? Yeah, I swear I've seen that let photo. Me, let me Ben Affleck. This. Uh, throwing out in like a dumpster a cardboard cutout of Anna de Armas. I swear that's real. I think it's Casey Affleck throwing it out. <laughs> Here it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's such a fucking good photo. That's the second thing Casey Affleck's been cancelled for. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is Ben. I think it's Ben. It's Casey. Is it? Yeah, there's paparazzi photos and shit. Oh, fuck. All right, great. Sorry. It would be funnier, I think. Actually, no, it's funny that it's Casey. (laughs) He's like uh, helping his brother move or some shit. (laughs) If he's not with my bro, I'm throwing out my cutout. He he threw out the cutout and then came back at 1 a.m. to get it. (laughs) It's up in his bedroom. He thought he was throwing out the real thing. (laughs) Still came back at 1 a.m. to get it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That's it. That's the news. That'll Uh, do. We got a little bit of beef to the pleasure. Do we? Do we have to listen to the music? Oh, oh, we do. Yeah, sure. Yes. Is are, are we doing uh, everything ever for beefness, or do you, or are we saving that for the main course? No, it's, 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 it's not the main course shit. That's, okay, that's, right. that's okay. Fucking, that's, uh, no, that's it's good. good. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Music. Business. Pleasure. 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 Pleasure. Business. Wow, music. Cool. Good music. Love that one. Once again. Love to hear as it. As always. Each episode, when we hear it. Beef for pleasure. Haven't done the accent in a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> is, of course, the segment where every week we spend a lot of time... Uh, just come back from Ukraine. <laughs> quite a bit of time, actually, if you must know. Uh, uh, watching the official movie of the show, watching Nerdwriter videos, taking notes, mm-hmm. taking uh, keeping score. That's right. Taking names. <laughs> Kicking ass and taking <laughs> names. Under That's the right. beef station uh, uh, umbrella. Yeah. I've uh, I've uh, I, I've come here to kick ass and talk about movies. And I've already kicked my own ass <laughs> to high heaven. <laughs> I'm here to k- kick ass and chew bubblegum and no one else showed up. <laughs> but also, when we're not doing that... <laughs> We also, we also, not only do we kick ass, we also kick back and relax okay. and watch movies. We sure. watch films. We do not go to the cinema. So there's two things. Wait, that no, we, we do. Explicitly there's two we things do. that we kick: ass and back, and, and back, <laughs> but not, but not back as a noun. Back is like we an kick adverb. Ass and back. You might think those are the same thing. They are not, my friend. That's where you would be wrong. 
Fuck yeah, we're back on form. Oh yeah, this is yeah. This, <laughs> I can. This one's already insufferable. <laughs> Thanks for sticking oh, around. Man. I've I've gone back and listened to a few of our older ones recently, and there's one where it's 15 <laughs> minutes of this, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I uh, who is listening? If to only this? we had minute by minute listener stats, because <laughs> we only get the downloads, and boy oh boy, I know that some people are not sticking They're it like, out. Oh my god, again, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, like I thought I'd go back in because they're our friends, but Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is we're, we're talking about other shit. In this this is the same yeah. way we do other shit. <laughs> it's really it's really very similar to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> but it was a good excuse to do some music. It's a good excuse to do a silly rap <laughs> next episode, and it's a good excuse to do this bit. Getting a very you're getting a, a rare peek behind the curtain here, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, it's really the same. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted a theme. Just got different packaging on it. All right. All right. So this week, uh, I've watched a movie by the Daniels called Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think they just go by Daniels, funnily enough. Yeah, right. Cool. But I mean, they are the Daniels in that there's two yeah. Daniels. So that's the movie that I watched mm-hmm. to talk about in this little segment. Okay. What about you? What did you watch? I watched a movie by uh, Daniels. Oh. Called oh. Everything Everywhere All at Once. We've absolutely Ooh, wow. fucked it this week. Interesting. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. <laughs> no, this movie's great. I, uh, I think so. It's just a little a couple weeks ago to the point where, like, I, straight, straight out of the gate, I fucking love this movie. This oh, movie yeah. rules. Yeah. Most fun I've had in the cinema in yeah. ages. But it's the best scored film on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's awesome. It's to be honest though, I knew nothing about it going in, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the best way to see it. Yeah, I think it's heaps of fun. Uh, it stars this like Asian family in America that are struggling to run their laundromat and then uh, complications ensue. It's it's a tremendous amount of fun and I think that if, if, if you like having fun in the cinema, then you should go and see it and don't read too much about it. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really impressive is like it does some truly... I mean, anyone that's, that knows Daniels and has seen Swiss Army Man like you've got if you know what I'm talking about you've got some idea of like the tone that they tend to take but it is it's got a bit of a silly surrealist kind of tone yeah, sometimes in but it also movie. hits really like excellent uh, classic script writing story beats um, yeah there's, so, so there's always clear motivations to why things are happening they just escalate and escalate and escalate and they don't take themselves too seriously uh, yeah I listened to which another is podcast just beautiful where they were talking about how like it was nice and it's not something you think about much until you watch a movie that does it where like all the action and all the uh, superfluous bullshit that's happening on screen and all the different plot complications and everything they're not just like eye candy they have a very concrete relation to the actual plot and the story and the character motivations and everything in a way that grounds everything. Yep. And it doesn't just feel like you're just watching... Like it, if, like if like you watch an sketch. Avengers movie and you watch some fight scene that happens for 20 minutes yeah. and it's all bullshit and it doesn't mean anything. No. 
and it, it doesn't matter if you walk out and miss it. I'll, I'll, here's, if you're not quite 100% sold yet, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, someone in this movie gets killed by someone else dual-wielding dildos. <laughs> and I cried at the end of this film. <laughs> so, go and watch it. It's um, sick. It's, it's very visually impressive, movie. so I would try to see it in the cinema, but it'll also be on streaming services at some point. So. Everything, everywhere, no all at once. Right. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. This moment. Don't let anything distract you from it. It's great. Uh, one of the most fun times I've had Just in the cinema. Just pure fun. Beautiful storytelling. Really yeah. emotional. Great. I feel, I feel bad because we can't fucking... I feel like if I told you and told you more about this movie, you would absolutely want to go see it. But I don't want to spoil that stuff like thematically because it's fun to discover it if you don't know that yeah I mean so the, just assume that I've gone out of my way the story to really with, the story with nothing with no flavour is it's about like you know the tension it's a coming of age story of a woman who's trying to like a, a middle aged woman who's trying to grapple with the fact that maybe she hasn't ended up in life where she wishes she had and her daughter who is very much trying to figure out who she is and they're Chinese immigrants as well in America so they're also dealing with the cultural barriers that come alongside that and it's a comedy so like and it's the silliest most fun craziest yeah, thing i've seen it's in it's movies. really well written excellent right. so it's it's yeah go and see it go see that movie uh i really want to watch it again and i think if we watch it again uh maybe we can do like a fresh little sealed section and sure. do a recording of it or something because yep. i, w- I want to watch it there's so much in there that i want to talk about yeah like, and there's it's good to just go with like a fresh watch there is really it's really I'd love to discuss the story because it is really beautiful. My mum liked it. So, you know, something for oh, everyone. Yeah, that's cool. There you go. Something for everyone. Some stuff for Andrew's mum. Yep. And I recommended it and then I was like, oh, wait, there's some shit in this movie that I really, really wouldn't want to watch at the same time as <laughs> mum. <laughs> like the aforementioned dildo scene. So, um, yeah. But anyway, she liked it. Cool. Great. Uh, <clears throat> I'll also, so I think what Oscar was trying to prompt, uh, I thought he was doing a bit where he was like, "I watched this movie. What movie did you watch?" But I, was I think trying he to actually, do a bit. oh, okay, because I also I have seen The Northman. Oh, yeah, I was worried <laughs> you were going to see The Northman and ruin my bit. Okay, great. All right, we're on the same page, and then I doubt it. But Oscar hasn't seen it yet. I think we'll probably do a whole episode on it because we're both big oh, Rob, Rob Eggers fans. Oh, we are. Are we? <laughs> uh, Rob Eggers did the Vivovich. <clears throat> yep. And uh, the Lighthouse, mm-hmm. the one, the black and white one with uh, fucking Willem Dafoe Will- and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I was like, hurry up. <laughs> I, I I almost said Robert Downey Jr. like three times. Great. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so love love those two or love that guy. 
Uh, he works Which with guy don't cin- you love? He works with the same cinematographer, so right. I always think of them as a pair. Um, <laughs> fuck. Jaron. Uh, what? Jaron Blaschka. <laughs> That's the cinematographer. Jaron Blaschka. Jaren Blaschka. Sounds like a made-up ass name. <laughs> Jaron sounds like such a funny name. It's like <laughs> a, it's one of those rich kid fuckwit names. You know what I mean? Jaron. 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 Um, I'm gonna buy a dog and name it Jaron. So anyway, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. I fucking loved that movie. It was great. But we'll talk more about it when we actually watch it. I'm keen to hear a bit about it. It's like a bit of a sell. Like so if it's like a medieval <laughs> kind of thing. Sell me this movie. <laughs> well, if it's like so, if it's like a medieval thing, it's like, Viking. Yeah, I suppose that's sort of the like Game of Thronesy, Lord of the Ringsy kind of swords and armor and um, stuff. What my question is? Okay. What other kind of property? Would you most liken it to in terms of like uh, era, costumey, weapony, set-y type stuff? And then what property would you liken it to in terms of like visual aesthetic and tone? Right. Okay. Sure. Um, well, so the best answer I have is not one that a lot of people will have seen because oh, it reminded no. me a lot of The Green Knight, which right. we talked about on this podcast, <sighs> but um, but not in terms of story, in terms of sort of setting and aesthetic. It's a Viking film, like through and fucking Did through. Did Robert Eggers do The Green Knight? No. Okay. No. Uh, that was... I was really kind of uh, cold Ghost that Story, mate. That was fucking... Some, some other cunt. David Lowry. I can't remember. Stupid man. Um, Jesus Christ. My memory is really bad. Um, No. So, I know you weren't super hot on that movie. That's why I'm saying it's, it didn't feel like watching The Green Knight, but it had some similar things in terms of like... Um, that medieval kind of like, uh, like a, witchcraft and the green that's very minimal. I feel like I don't know how to describe it. This is not like minimal. <laughs> this is um. Oh, okay. So instead of Green Knight, let's say um, the King, that Netflix movie with Timothy Chalamet. That's a good one. Oh, um, that, that was good. Yeah. yeah. So that was that's kind of like the action scenes in this. Yeah, yeah. They do some insane action sequences, like long, long, long takes. Incredible fight choreography. Right. I listened to an interview where they talked about like the cinematographer was walking around with the viewfinder saying, like, yeah. okay, you gotta move this building twenty degrees counterclockwise <laughs> so that we can see the this this dude getting stabbed or disemboweled in the background Fuck, while yeah. Alexander Skarsgård is like stalking forward in the foreground. Um, so lots of those things where there's all this bullshit going on on the screen. Such the good fight choreography. Oh, fuck um, yeah. But also like s- s- some of the um the intensity of the relationships in uh, the the lighthouse, where you right. know you sort of the lighthouse is about watching these two guys. Um, Man, the lighthouse is so well written. Such a fucking yeah, yeah. good ass movie. Yeah, so I would say that um, this movie is not as funny as the lighthouse because the lighthouse is a funny movie. Yeah, um, but it is. Uh, higher budget in almost every single way it's beautiful in the way that it's shot and the production design and it has a really good story like quite classic sort of you know mythic folklore hero's journey type story so that, that sounds like what you're talking about with that, that green uh, green knight type yeah shit, you know? yeah yeah but alexander Sc- green knight's even less grounded than like green knight yeah. follows green knight follows less conventional and story alexander Skarsgård looks absolutely fucking jacked dude in he's movie. so big he's yeah. so big like <laughs> i can't describe how he looks in this film like four, i couldn't kinda... tell if he was like his his head is kind of always forward like he's this hunched bear stalking forward and i couldn't tell if 
he had normal posture, but had so much muscle built up on his back <laughs> shoulders that you it looked like he He's was like hunched build, forward. Built up a muscle hump. Like, literally, yes. <laughs> and I think when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, no, he's leaning forward. And then he'll turn sideways. You'll be like, oh, what the fuck is that? What is going on with this man's body? It's nuts. And you see him do so much physical stuff in the film. It rules, man. Um, that sounds cool. Some really, really, really cool performances. Uh, l- like, really fun cameos. Um and yeah, just the just the fantastic aesthetic. Ricky Gervais of, is in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy is in it, and she is great. Um, there's like it's a pretty strong cast. I won't rattle them off. We'll talk yeah. about it properly. But I think the combination of like really classic, satisfying story beats. Watching it's almost Shakespearean in the way that it's like quite classical, like stories of. Um, you know, uh, a boy whose kingdom was stolen from him by someone evil, and his he turns his life into because Alexander Skarsgård like turns his life into reclaiming his stolen right, kingdom, yeah. basically. Our um, so he's just like training to kill this dude. I will kill you, Philip. Why would he stow away to such a hellish place? To find what was stolen from me. And what is that? The kingdom. You must choose between kindness for your kin or hate for your enemies. Your strength breaks men's bones. I have the cunning to break their minds. And night by night, we will carry out my pledge of vengeance. I will avenge you, Father. And it's, yeah, it's it doesn't sound like it's got a whole lot going on, but it has shitloads going on. And if nothing else, the visuals are so good. Yeah, give me the, enough touch there's points. There's two things that, I, that I, would, I would knock points off for. One, as I said, it's not as funny as The Lighthouse, but it's not trying to be. So it's not like it's trying to be funny and failing. It's just yeah. a much more self-serious text, which is not a bad thing. And two... I think they should have done Death of Stalin style, everyone has native accents, because I just always prefer that. Some of the accent work in it is dodgy. It sounds like... Well, I think everyone's doing like Scandinavian accents. Yeah, everyone is doing Viking accents, and right. they just Great. don't don't necessarily nail it, I'm going to say, especially, I think, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I think she just Fuck. cannot fucking do it. Nicole Kidman, I didn't know she was in it, but I reckon yeah. Kate Blanchett as well as another Aussie actress that just cannot yeah, do a just, fucking accent. I just, it's, just, it's just not great. So, yeah, you've got most other people absolutely nailing it. Ethan Hawke's in it. He's great. Fuck's Nicole Kidman doing this movie? <laughs> She's like a major supporting character, so she gets a lot of screen time too. Willem Dafoe is in it. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic cast. Damn. Really, yeah. really good. I, I would just, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd check it out. It's also very well-reviewed. Um, it's got a, a just over two-hour runtime, and it breezes through. Um, Ooh, I didn't right. think there were any pacing issues. So, yeah, really cool. cool. I liked it. No worries. I feel like uh, I've seen it. I reckon I liked it. It might be my favorite of his. The Lighthouse is a much more like higher concept, yeah. Uh, interestingly written, but this is overall like a much more ambitious and uh, like it's just elevating everything to yeah, another level. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm keen to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about uh, uh, Nicholas Cage? Yep. The cool. indomitable way to... Got What's it about? You head to southern <laughs> Spain and you attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. 
I would never do that. It's a million bucks, Nick. I'll take it. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Harvey. Look, Harvey. if Harvey wants me to fuck his wife or watch me watch him fuck his wife, that's a no-go. You understand? That's no bueno. I am Harvey. Nick Cage. Think we're Kate? That's fucking cool. I am so happy that you're here. Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20,000 for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how All much. Right. I, I always feel subconscious about the, the trailers where we play them and it's like 90 seconds of like a voice explaining <laughs> the whole plot of the movie. Oh, and then right. we're like, so this movie's about this guy. <laughs> okay, sure. And everyone's like, I know, I know, I know. But I feel like trailers don't, don't explain the, like audio trailers don't explain the, unless yeah, it's like, like a high So you're telling me like, that I have to go yeah, and exactly. accept a million dollars, whatever. So yep. I assume that we may be about to do this, but uh, this movie is a silly ass action comedy starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage in yep. the movie uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is like down on his luck, and his career is kind of uh, middling. In the toilet, yeah. And so he, and he has a daughter that like fucking finds him to be the most insufferable man in the world. Yeah, it's good. it's like classic like uh, cringy dad shit. Yeah, uh, he accepts a uh, million dollars from like a dodgy Spanish billionaire to go and attend his birthday party. Mm. On the way to the birthday party, Nicolas Cage gets a call from the CIA who were like, hey, uh, you need to accept this million dollars. You need to go to this birthday party. We're the CIA. You're going to do some spying on us because he's never let anyone in, uh, but he'll let you in. Yeah. So you got to get close to him. You're going to go uh, and like wiretap his cameras and shit. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's already deliberately straight out of the gate, a very silly uh, tongue-in-cheek... Uh, off off the wall spoof kind of thing. If you think that it sounds bad, it's not. It's meant to. Yeah, right. So that's the thing I wanted to talk to you about straight away. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. You had a lot of fun with this movie. Yes. Had a great time. Not in a way that it didn't... Like, it was having fun with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was being very self-aware. I was going to talk about this because something I noticed within the first half an hour of the movie, it's like, it feels very boilerplate. The movie only reveals that it knows what it's doing in terms of being, like, doing deliberately tropey stuff. Yeah, it plays its cards really close to its chest at first. Yeah, it only reveals that it knows what it's doing after, like, an hour. Yeah. And so for the first half an hour... I think there's little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Little breadcrumbs. A little bit, but for the first half an hour, I was kind of like, I'm really enjoying this movie, but this is kind of like a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie, but with... Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, okay, interesting. I was I like, I'm enjoying how silly this movie is, in spite of the fact that it's a very boilerplate yeah. C tier plot. Sure. And then in the hour in, when I it think it's because the writing isn't like the writing is better quality than the plot. So it's yeah. kind of like you, you know, it's like why are they talking? Like why are they behaving so reasonably yeah. when what's happening is so absurd? Yeah. You know. So I think that was what was keeping me in because if it was. If it was just shitty, I would have been out. All right. Well, it sounds like it wasn't bothering you, but it was kind of bothering me a bit. Yeah, and then no. I, w- I, I, I really liked the way they did it in the movie, but then I talked about it. I was listening to a podcast uh, later in the week where they were saying like, yeah, but is it acceptable to just <laughs> It's your do- fucking uh, David Lynch thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but it was just bad. 
Yeah, it's like, is it acceptable to do something boilerplate and then yeah. reference the fact that they know it's boilerplate and be like, duh, that makes it okay. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed the movie, but it just got me thinking of it. I, I think, yes, especially because you especially can't deep just... And criti- that conversation... That's right. Yeah, right. Sorry, no. No, that was it, yeah. That, uh, like, that, that bit where they like, pull back and reveal, like, hey, how weird would it be if a movie does this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, you have to, you know, a movie has to do this. Mm. Otherwise, it won't fucking end up in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> and they turn to the camera like, yeah. it's it's. I think it's pretty good stuff. And I there were multiple times in this film where I thought like, I am so. It was actually I had a very similar experience with Everything Everywhere All at Once, where I m- many times like, I thought, how, the fuck did, they make this how movie? did this get signed off? On? Yeah, like how Nicholas Cage just is clearly absurd. having a fucking blast. Yeah, he's my favorite element of the movie is that old current day Nicolas Cage is being like he has hallucinations of like <laughs> 80s Nicolas Cage yeah and so it's Nicolas Cage but they've like dressed from like wild at heart or some shit yeah, yeah. and they've like de-aged him yep uh, and he has these really insane, like, cartoon fucking cu- conversations where he'll be, like, speeding his Ferrari down Sunset Boulevard, and then suddenly 80s Nicolas Cage will pop up. Oh, hey, Nicky. So you're going to retire then? That's the idea. Holly, there's fire in you, did he? You like this guy? He has good taste in movies, plus it could be good for me to do some smaller roles with great directors challenging character work so like um like what the uh the gay uncle in the next duplass brothers movie kind of thing exactly what the fuck are you talking about we had them work since you were 15 41 years to be number seven on the call she had a goddamn student film i think it's a good idea you listen to me you're nick There were like multiple references. Like, oh, you know what? That's what did it for me. Yeah. There were multiple references in this film within the first maybe 20 minutes to Mandy. And I was like, oh, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they're referencing a, a 2018 sci-fi movie that fucking no one except like <laughs> our group chat saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And oh, yeah, I was like so in. It was great. Yeah. It was sick. But yeah, like we'll so, put in some so audio of his, his uh, performances as his younger self because what's kind of incredible is like his energy is completely completely there like you fully believe you're like he's performing as the Nicolas Cage that people think of him as who don't really who haven't properly like delved into his work the Nicolas fucking Cage yeah but then he's reacting to that Like perfectly normally, and it's uh, so sick. and it's really good. I watched like, a whole bunch of interviews where they sound like they're having the best fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal plays the, the the billionaire guy. Yeah, the mysterious dude, uh, super fan. That um, yeah. <laughs> he's so he's so sweet in this film. He's, he's like, did you read my script? Yeah, he's so sweet, <laughs> so and, fucking and the, funny. The bromance between Pedro Pascal oh. and Nicolas Cage is half of this fucking movie. Yeah, and 
I'm here for it. It's so much fun. Pedro Pascal does as good of a job in this movie as I think Nick Cage does. His it's character, really, is, his he's character just is so chewing good. chewing up the scenery. It's so funny, man. He's the best, most heartwarming fucking guy to watch on screen. Yeah. Apparently, like, uh, Pedro says, like, no, I really wanted to do the movie because he was like, oh, I am actually that much of a fan of Nicolas Cage <laughs> yeah. in real life. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. That's so good. Apparently, a lot of the shit, there's the couple of bits in the movie that Nicolas Cage was so into it that he was making more suggestions. Like in the script <laughs> where the the, a, yeah. the AI young Nicholas Cage is like, I'm Nicholas fucking Cage. It was apparently just written in the script is because I'm Nicholas fucking Cage. Uh, and if you haven't seen the movie, he makes this insane choice where he goes, I'm Nicholas fucking <laughs> Cage. And it goes on for ages. Apparently he just did that on the day oh. while they were shooting and then went up to the directors afterwards and went, I wanted it to be transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went back into his trailer. Oh my God. <laughs> so sick. Can you imagine Tom Gormican, like the director, and he just, you, that take just happens. <laughs> it just <laughs> happens. And you're like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, oh. He has a conversation where his AI youngest, he, his, I, I don't know why I keep saying AI. Because it's um, DH, but yeah, yeah sure. The DH younger self is like really hyping him up and be like, you're Nicolas Cage, man. You're Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And then they just kiss full on the lips. Just straight. Like, it's so good. Wax him on the ass and says, you tell him Nick Cage smooch yeah, is good. You tell him Nick Cage smooch is good. <laughs> Apparently, you tell him Nick Cage smooch is good was a line that Nick Cage suggested. That's oh, that rules so much, man. You tell him Nick Cage smooch is good. And I think like what we at this point, I think we got to stop and acknowledge like he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not insane. He's not even uh, like I think he's I think he's very eccentric. But actually, if you watch interviews with him. Um, People think he's like a fucking moron, and he's not. People think he's a lunatic. Yeah, he's like, he's even very like articulate and kind of measured in how he conducts himself in interviews and stuff. He's just like got, he's taken some incredibly bold choices in performances that he's done (laughs) and people just think like oh this guy's a fucking idiot who can't act and it's like no he's just doing something so intentionally different from what you see many other people do like that reddit AMA he did where he was giving all these really thoughtful considered answers about all these like uh, 40s French films that he saw yeah and like like, he says his favourite film is Pig the one that we talked about where he plays the truffle chef that gets his pig stolen like that's such a tender film where he is never blowing up like yeah. he is so restrained in that film he's that you can feel under the surface that there's something going on and he never lets it out ever in the yeah. whole runtime and for him to say that's my best work is like yeah he knows he's it's tapped sick. into it man it's it's just so funny that like he can be so thoughtful and considered and sound so smart that it's like well if you can write that why are you doing that yeah yeah <laughs> i know it is it's so because it's so sick. because he's making intentional choices mm. and he has no interest in just doing it like anyone else would yeah. it's got to be a fucking nicolas cage performance and that's yeah. kind of this is this movie's playing with that is like what does it mean to do a nick cage performance is it that it has to be something recognizable or is it that he 
reads a character and wants to do the character in the way that's in his head, and he just has such interesting ideas about what the character should be that it's unlike anyone else has had the idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck, man. I just want to... This movie was so much fun. It was a lot of fucking fun. It It was really good. And, like, it might not be the best, like, the highest quality movie. I think Mm. at the end of the day... It is nodding and winking constantly at the camera, but some of what it then has to do is still very much boilerplate. Yeah. And you can definitely enjoy it more than if it was just the boilerplate shit with Nick Cage in it, because that would be like watching a Liam Neeson movie. It would yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. suck. But because it's smiling and nodding, uh, it, it sort it of... gets away with so it much It really more gets stuff. away with it. And, and, yeah. and like there's setups in this film that pay off... There's setups right at the start that pay off right at the end yeah, in really satisfying ways, in ways where it, they didn't need to do that, mm. but it was clever. And it, ter- it was a clever film. It turns into this buddy cop, most of the movie, I don't know, what, like not buddy cop, but like it turns into this buddy bromance movie yeah. between Nick Cage and the mysterious Spanish billionaire guy, uh, Pedro Pascal. Where like Nick Cage really likes this guy and doesn't like that he feels like he's going around his back with the CIA. Mm. Nick Cage agrees to like write write a movie with him. He's like making to- it's classic. He's like making a friend at the same time as he's betraying him because yeah. he's writing him out to the CIA. And so yeah. he, so they like half of the movie is them high on LSD <laughs> writing their screenplay together. Yeah, and just being like, what if what if the screenplay was this, and then going off and doing crazy shit. Yeah, the the the, the car chase when my they're favorite high bit on LSD is like when the CIA so Sick. is like you have to suggest this yeah. to keep writing and he's like he'll know <laughs> he'll know I'm suggesting something that's not for a re- like a legitimate reason he's he what they want to get him to show him a room and so he's trying to say like well what if you know what if in the script we went and did this thinking that that will get him to show them the room yeah and, um, he's like, no, this this project has too much artistic integrity. He yeah. would know, and he's he like, he's a stickler for tone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll spot it right away. He'll know I'm up to something. It's so fucking funny the way that they start to like that. They feel so that these two characters feel so close that despite the fact that they've only been on screen together for like half an hour or whatever, they'll it, just like the, the emotional intimacy of it is is hysterical. It's like, so sick. I spent so much of this film with a big fat smile on my face or like throwing my hands up grinning because I was like I don't know how they did this you know like it feels like Laura said to me because we watched it with a friend of the show Laura um, she said it feels like the script that a writer wrote because they'd given up on every other script like (laughs) they'd just been had had so many rejections they're just like yeah okay fuck it Fuck Fine. it. I'm going to write a movie about how shit movies are, yeah. okay? And it's going to star Nick fucking Cage as himself. <laughs> it's just like a... Like, this, this It's the most ambitious idea yeah. I might have ever heard for a script. It's sick. <laughs> you know? And they're going to be high on LSD half of the time. Like, you've and written then, this. What if you can't get Nick Cage? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just, like, yeah. doesn't work. That as well. It's so funny. Like, ah. Oh. And it's, this is, like, not... I don't think Tom Gormican has a whole, like... He's only directed two things, and one of them was, like, a... A uh, 2014 90 minute film that no one's heard of that didn't get reviewed very well. Yeah, that's wild. I um, fucking love that yeah. Nick Cage does all these like cool choices. It's like <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as well. Like I love these actors that just like don't have anything to prove anymore. Oh so yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll just do interesting Rob shit. That, like, is the same. Yeah. Yep. The thing with Rob Pattinson was really interesting. When we were in the interview together, where he said like he was doing all these indie movies to get cred after Twilight. Yeah. And then 
he did so many that people thought he didn't want to do blockbusters anymore. Yeah, yeah, Good that's shit. right. His agent, he was like, why the fuck aren't I getting yeah, why uh, aren't landing jobs? the Marvel movies and shit? Like, uh, yeah. why aren't I getting offers for that stuff? And they're like, they think you don't want them, that you've done too many cool <laughs> indie movies. And he's like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, like, you know, Nick Cage has probably done the same shit. But yeah. there's... This is made by people. In some ways, this is also this also serves the purpose of textually and metatextually being yeah. a loving homage, a, an adoring homage to his entire career. Um, yeah, but it's not a like it's 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 not posthumous. You know, it's so odd to to have such a such an embodied. Uh, respect for the career yeah. of someone that is not done yet. He seems so humble in all these interviews. Like all, the, there's a lot of cast ensemble interviews where like all the cast will be like, "We fucking love Nick Cage," and he's always like, "No, yeah, guys, it's oh. it's cute." He's, he seems sick. I it's, really it, like it. it. Makes, yeah, me too. It makes me want to go back and watch more of his shit. Apparently, mm. that that scene where he just steps into the pool with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's funny. It's funny oh, as shit. God. When the camera goes like underwater and he's like sitting on the floor of the pool with a beer. I was so a, impressed that he managed to do that, dude. Well, that's apparently a remake of a shot from another film he did, uh, right. Leaving Las Vegas. Where he so did there the must thing. be a lot of like, because I recognize the Mandy shit. I'm sure that there's like national treasure references in this. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's like literal national treasure references in the script, but yeah. um, but like visual illusions. Mm. Um, if you've seen Mandy, the shot where he turns straight to the camera with a big like grin on his face because he's off his face on drugs and he's hallucinating. <laughs> that's in this movie twice. The, the director um, was talking about uh, recreating, I think, the pool shot and he was like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to um, do this with the pool and the camera's going to be here and Nick was like, Stop, stop. I, know. I know I've done it <laughs> <laughs> so funny um, fuck this movie ruled I feel like this has been the least cohesive review we've done in a while yeah but it's just the most fucking fu- okay I would say the plot uh, is not that interesting to talk about because as we said it's very boilerplate but basically like um, the hook I think is uh, that yes he, he goes to this guy's party and the CIA intercepts him at the airport and says this guy's a seasoned hardened criminal um, we need you to spy. He's him. like and the he head says, of I'm a not doing that. drug cartel or whatever. And then you meet him, and the f- even before they've met, it- it's clear that Pedro Pascal is a super fan. He's really sweet. And he's this he's Labrador this of a man. guy, yeah. right? And he sent the screenplay to Nick Cage's agent. And so there's like a 10 minute sequence where he's like trying to work up the courage to oh, ask yeah. if he's read the screenplay yet. Oh. And then he uh, finally asks and Nick Cage is like, oh, my agent probably didn't, he didn't send it to me. Send it through now and I'll read it now. And it like makes his fucking life. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And so the point is, why is the CIA getting me to spy on this guy that's clearly like a fucking puppy dog? Yeah. And then the the long and the short of it is he keeps doing some of the CIA shit and then eventually... Pedro Pascal's character basically st- stages an intervention where because they're trying to write oh, the screenplay th- together, I'll only cover it halfway. Yeah, okay. So because they're trying to write the screenplay together, um, he, uh, Pedro is like, okay, we need to be honest with each other. And there's some things that you need to, there's some things you need to do. Um, and, y- you know, Nick Cage is like, oh shit, he knows that I'm, spying on him (laughs) and it turns out that Pedro Pascal has like flown Nick Cage's (laughs) ex-wife and daughter over so that they can do family counselling so that Nick can like clear the air so that he can write the script better 
to you need to have some emotional closure with your ex-wife so you can focus on our screenplay. On the screenplay. It's so good. It's like I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah, it's and then so you know, then So sick. So then stuff goes tits up from there while his family is there. That's the hook. And and, and like, you know, that's kind of the the up to the midpoint of the film, I guess. This movie fucking rules. So, like, in some ways, it's very stereotypical because, yeah, it's a man, like, trying to stop bad shit from happening to his family and protect his best friend that he's also got conflicted feelings about because he's not sure if he's telling him the truth or not. It's the acting chemistry and the writing and the jokes and the imaginative shit that you're watching for. I think think Laura's probably right uh, in that, like, it's not very interestingly shot. Uh, I don't think it's yeah, much going on and of, like, it, um, uh, You don't know if it's like There's some shit Oh sorry No that I'm was it like, top of you. No it's okay It's just like It's not very interestingly shot Like you were saying And like I don't think the music is like it's. Uh, there's a lot of like All the extra dressing around the movie Doesn't f- It feels very cheap I think It feels Yes In a way where I, I Where I, I would Completely believe If they had gone for The most generic shit possible Intentionally Because yeah. it's shot exactly like an action Like a boring action movie um, but it's, but it's like, there's points in this film where they, they, they say to each other, like, you know, it's not what, essentially like, if we do this in the script, it's not really what we would want to do, but we'd have to do it because that's what the <laughs> studio would want. You know, like so explicit <laughs> that it's hard to tell when they're sort of sticking their tongue in their cheek. Yeah, they do the joke so many times, but the idea of two people stoned out of their minds being like, no, man, but we have to do this for the studio, like not <laughs> typing anything yeah, is so funny. It's all in their heads at one time. <laughs> I thought about that too. It's very funny shit. Um, yeah, so I guess like there's not that much else to it. Um, yeah, go see, this, go see both of these movies. Go see fucking Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, go see Everything Everywhere All at Once. They're both awesome fun, and I feel like both of them, we can't, possibly convey how much fun they are unless you're part in the of this a key part of this for me yes it's sorry you're, you're yeah. totally right it's hard to describe why these are fun until you're seeing them and then it's like oh this is why yeah um a key part of this for me that i feel like really helped me to appreciate or go into this film with a little i suppose i'll say like higher expectations than i otherwise would have um which were met <laughs> was uh it's no secret that we quite like another podcast series called total reboot um, mm-hmm. by Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. And a little while back, they did a big, like a, an extended kind of series that was like a, a, re- a revisiting of the entire back catalogue or at least some pretty significant films from Nick Cage's oh, that's right. acting career. And um, the way that they talked about him and the way that they uh, sort of viewed his work and appreciated and... Uh, like took different lenses to his performances and the the choices that he's made really kind of helped me stop judging Nick Cage yeah. the way that Twitter or whatever would or Facebook is going to have you judge him which is almost like it reminds me of the way that in like the early or the late 2000s people talked about Chuck Norris but with yeah. less respect you know, yeah. like where or everyone's like nickel, making fun of him. Nickelback or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, he's been memed fucking relentlessly into oblivion. And, um, okay, fine. Uh, he probably hasn't not benefited from that. Yeah. But um, but I think sometimes people think he's a bit of a joke. 
And he's very, very talented. Yeah. And he's much more aware of what's going on than people think. Yeah, he's and so And that sick. is interesting to me. This really mo- interesting. This movie has made me want to go back and watch all his old shit. Yeah, I, and yeah. especially his early stuff. I do remember I watched one of his earliest films. It was actually a screening that the Total Reboot guys <laughs> organized. Um, let me fucking get the name of it. Because he is... So like authentic in this film, it almost felt like uh, like Travolta in um, uh, Saturday Night Fever, like that level Good of kind movie. of like earnestness. You know what I mean? Um, I believe it was Valley Girl, right. uh, directed by Martha Coolidge in 1983. So he's like, I'll show you the the picture up top. He's like very young. Yeah, he's wow. still got um, still got busted teeth, <laughs> and uh. It was a really charming thing to see someone that's, you know, I don't know what he would have been, like maybe 20, 21 or some shit in this movie, yeah, maybe crazy. a little older. Um, to see him, like, having s- not yet had all of that time to develop his acting style, not yet have had the breakout success of, like, Raising Arizona or a bunch of the other stuff that um, yeah, that yeah, he got yeah. to do, uh, Wild at Heart. Um, I really want to see <laughs> Wild at Heart because... Uh, Imagine a Nick Cage film directed by David Lynch. <laughs> I really got to watch it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm keen. But yeah, I guess like I, I'm I'm just kind of prattling on because I feel like a lot of people will not feel an impulse to watch this movie like, just no, because Cage. of what we've talked about. Yeah. But I think if you're interested in, it's like not even particularly bad, just as a fucking comedy. If you don't really know who Nick Cage is, because yeah. I think a lot of the stuff is explained on screen. You I don't th- actually need so much of this yeah. infrastructure. I th- you don't need to know. I-, I have barely seen any Nick Cage movies. Yeah, and I feel like part it's, of it tells you when it's referencing something. I see your. I see why you're, you're sort of. I feel your need to justify justify the existence of the movie. The movie mm. feels like a meme. It yes, but it doesn't. Feel like a meme. No, I'm, I mean, like it sounds like it sounds like yeah. a meme yeah, when yeah, yeah, someone yeah. tells you, "Oh, it's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage," and he gets like recruited by the CIA to yeah. like do secret agent shit. It sounds it, like a cash grab. Yeah, it's but it sounds like a dumb joke. But yeah. I feel like the movie is like it's half like leaning into being a very uh, de- deliberate, self-aware dumb joke. It's like how stupid would it be if we did yeah. this? Yeah. And then the other half is like this very loving, heartwarming tribute to. Mm. Nick Cage, who the filmmakers clearly, like, sincerely love. Uh, truly adore. And, like, yeah. cannot believe their luck that they got him in this movie. So, like, we're yeah. going to make him do everything we possibly can. Yeah. And that's, um, I don't know, it's really wonderful. Quick, um, not really a spoily seal section, but, like, favorite scenes. My yeah, fucking, sure. Uh, my, what, in terms of viewing experience... Um, <laughs> there's so many visual jokes in this film, man. Yeah, I just thought of, like, three that I don't think I'm going to be able to explain. There's a bit towards the end where they have to, like, infiltrate someone else's base. And they're like, uh, <laughs> how are we going to get in? And they're like, well, nobody knows what this guy looks like. And uh, you're a makeup expert. Did you, you heard me say, yeah. oh, and come you on. Said, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because his wife is a makeup artist. And that's been there the whole time. Uh, a full view, and, and I didn't pick it until right before they said it. And then he walks in with like a face full of prosthetics to make <laughs> him look like, to make him look like, uh, like an Italian Pacino or some shit. Like, oh, shit. Look, <laughs> and then he does a whole fucking uh, fight sequence. Oh, it's just like this broad comedy bit with this fucking prosthetic on. Yeah, and then when he's pinned <laughs> the guy to the ground, he rips the whips the twin. Twin golden guns out, and he points them at. Uh, points them, and he's like, "I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip your fucking because I'm Nick fucking Cage." He does I wanted the to thing. go like, "Woo!" Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was sick. 
Um, I loved the. I think every time it was a reference to another Nick Cage film, I I, I loved. Seeing, You're in it for the memes. Well, You're see, like, I've normally, seen that movie. normally I can't fucking stand when something just references something when it's just like, look, mm. you recognize that. But yeah. the the run up that they had to take on so many of these things was so there was so much reward. Like it yeah. it, it earned every payoff. Um, like this, he walks into when he walks into the um, the the tr- tribute room. That sounds like Pedro Pascal's jerking off in there, but um, yeah. to to the Hall of Fame where it's got all of his props and stuff. And and there's this like wax dummy or whatever it is that's holding the guns. These two golden guns from which movie uh-huh. is it? National some, some oh, whatever some movie. Um, and uh, Nick Cage is like, how much did that cost? And like four fifths of the way through Pedro Pascal's answer, Nick Cage is like, "I'll give you five times that." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, and he's just staring at it. And then later in the film, it's and it's like a you know, it's this god awful like terrible rendition of his face where yeah. you're like, "I guess maybe that looks like Nick Cage." <laughs> and then in the film, there's like an arcing, like tracking shot to the side. At the, that where Nick Cage is staring at that thing and it lines up the reflection over the top that of his sick. face, but it's really bad because yeah. it's such a bad <laughs> copy of his face. It's just like such a funny visual gag Man. that they had to work so hard to pay off. You'll love this. They 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 commissioned a proper wax artist to make that dummy, and it, and was, it was like meant to be good, and it was meant to be good, <laughs> and it like <laughs> melted in the post. Oh my god! And when it arrived, so funny. They had to get like their on set like makeup props guy. To, like Holy they were like, you have fuck. to fix this dummy. You, you have, have half an hour or whatever. Jesus and so Christ! They said like that's part of the reason why it looks fucked. And that so, is so funny in the script, it, he wasn't supposed to say. Because in the script he it says like terrible. it looks grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he wasn't supposed to say that. They said they had to add that line in because of how fucked up it looked. That is so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's That's so, so much, much better. It's so much funnier than it's fucked up. Because then when they do the pan up. shot later, it's like. <laughs> If that was legit, if the, if it just was meant to be like perfect, it would be stupid. But yeah. it's so funny that it looks bad. It's, and, oh, God Nicholas damn, Cage dude. being like, "I'll give you twenty thousand for it for, for a fucked up model of himself" is so funny. They, oh. The fact that he would want to buy it. They take acid, and then um, there's like they see these people. They become very paranoid and think that they're being followed by gangsters, oh, and yeah. they see two people, and they. Like, you know, they get to the point where they've, like, psyched themselves out about these two people. And so, they go, like, on the count of three, run. One, and they just piss bolt. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they sit down somewhere when they've finished running. And they see two completely different people (laughs) and very clearly think they're the same people. I I thought they were the same people. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they're different. Um, yeah, fuck. It's really, I don't know. It's stupid shit, but it's like, <laughs> I think that, I think my comedy touch point for this film is probably nice guys. Where yeah, like, fuck, it's, I love it's so, uh, it's so aware of itself that if it, you know, if you, if it wasn't nodding and winking constantly, you'd be like, this is a bad movie, <laughs> but it's so cleverly crafting all yeah, that shit. Yeah. And, and, um, the payoffs are there such that it just earns every laugh for yeah. me. Yeah, it was heaps of fun. Um, I reckon he said it was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like playing himself. Yeah, um, he plays like three different versions of himself, and he does whatever. say like it's not a, it's it's not like that. There's a lot of fiction yeah. in it, um, and in his performance, he says there's a lot of fiction as well. Um, 
But I think, you know, like he, like I, uh, or, or, you know, it's like the guys on Total Reboot say, they say he's never phoned it in. Ever, yeah. no matter he hasn't always <laughs> picked a good script, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. has never phoned in the performance. He's so he sick. is always putting in a hundred and ten fucking percent, and in this film, he's also doing that. It's yeah. just the script is also there. Thank you. Look, can you just stop stalling and answer the question? What is your third favorite movie of all time? Paddington 2. What? Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Paddington 2, connect those dots. I mean, I don't want to be a snob, but... I cried through the entire thing and made me want to be a better man. Bullshit, Mom! <laughs> Paddington 2 is incredible. I fucking told you. I've got, uh, man, I've got to go back. We did an episode fucking ages ago, and it's the only one that like I I go back and listen to a bit because it's so much. It's so funny to listen to um, us reading through that interview where he talks about like <laughs> having a sarco- having a model Egyptian sarcophagus like sewed into yep. the lining of his like, What's leather jacket. That, that's his nouveau shamanic acting style, which gets brought up multiple times yeah. in this film. It's uh, <laughs> I'm not saying we're funny, but the interview is so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's so it's good. And good all movie. the all the insane off the wall answers he's giving, but yeah, again, they're so grounded in him like being a, just like a sincerely like wholesome dude. Uh, it's sick. It's so he sick. really gives a fuck. And I think that's the coolest thing about him, honestly, is that he's someone who you would think, based on how much of a fucking moron people think he is, yeah. that he has jumped the shark, he takes any job well, that comes his way, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has no integrity, but like he cares more than most actors, I think. He cares so much that it's almost it's almost Sometimes he cares way too much. Yeah, you it's kind of yeah. lame how much he cares. Like, yeah. oh man, it's sick. Definitely. Right, go see this movie. They're both sick. I, yeah. I, I, we've talked most of the time about The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. I love both of them, but I loved uh, every, Everything Everywhere All at Once even more. Everything Everywhere All f- at Once is a better movie. That might be my favorite movie I've seen uh, like all year. Yeah, I think I think I might be the same. It and Northman is a great fucking double pairing, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I think a good touch point for the Nick Cage movie is like a less a less crude Tropic Thunder, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. I think they're sure. very And not similar. a war film, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that in a dumb way. As in, like, it's not trying to be a war film like yeah. Tropic Thunder is. But yeah, but, but it's yeah, like a, you're a right. dumb action it's movie. Like a, that yeah, it's like James, like James Bond, but yeah. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, if you like the sound of that, they're both fun. Uh, they're both both good to watch. Yeah, with if the crew. you like nice guys. Oh yeah. So uh, better than worse. Then I haven't watched Tropic Thunder in a very long time. Yeah. And I think I only want like one of those ones where I would have watched it on a fucking iPod video or something. Right. But I Hot enjoyed take incoming. But I enjoyed this a lot more than I remember enjoying Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and. Uh, Nice guys, I enjoyed more than this, but that's just nice because guys Nice Guys goated. feels like a, a film made for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, so sick. It's never gonna. I've watched comedy wise. Like I don't know if I'll ever see something that tickled me in the way that Nice Guys did. But I've watched Nice Guys. Watch Nice Guys. It's the best comedy ever made. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to Jesus sign off on Christ. That. If you enjoy our dumb shit <laughs> and, and you have not watched Nice Guys yet, do yourself a favor. Oh yeah, uh, you'll never come back to this podcast again. Yeah, you'll just be watching Nice Guys. <sighs> 
God, it's so funny. I might watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it like four times, man. God it's the only damn. movie I've seen that many times. It's, it's, oh. it's great. Now ne- we're just talking about nice guys. Fuck it. <laughs> next week, we're doing nice guys. God, right, next it's week, so good. we're either doing The Northman. The Northman. Or I have to watch The Northman, don't I? It's it. Yes, you do. Uh, You're going next to week, we're doing. <laughs> is that what they do? Is that the voice it's they pretty, do? Yeah. So it's one of those I'm films where, like, sometimes movie. they just sound more Middle Eastern than anything else. Great. And, like, white people can't do a Middle Eastern accent. So it just sounds real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. All it's, right. Uh, well, next week, we're doing The Northman. Uh, it doesn't ruin it or anything, but it's just. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Alexander Skarsgård is actually fucking Swedish. So at least he's doing the Rodic R's correctly. <laughs> but there's some dodgy shit. Oh, yeah. No idea what song you're listening to right now, but, you know, uh, send us an email. Uh, Probably some royalty-free music that they use. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Beefstationpod.gmail.com. Uh, join the Facebook page. Uh, let us know what you've watched. Let us know what you want us to watch. Uh, I don't know what else listening. is coming out. Is there much much oh, else coming Yang. out? we got to watch After Yang as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I've already seen it, but... You go right ahead. Yes, actually, that's a great point. Um, Depending on when this comes out, uh, After Yang, which is a film that I talked about seeing at uh, Sun Dance. It's out now. It's out now. Go see it. in cinemas pretty much now. Good. It's a great movie. Um, Got robots Talked about it a couple of episodes ago. You can look at the descriptions and stuff. And it's really tender and soft and beautiful film. Um, <laughs> it's funny, but it's really tender, soft, and beautiful. It's See? <laughs> tender and soft, it's beautiful. Get your fucking fanny into that little cinema. All right? All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye. bye, 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 b